Welcome back. It's the Yes, the only place where you can listen to some guy who's not a believer, who's not a priest, who's not an authority of any kind, read the Bible from cover to cover for the first time. Now, part of what got me into this whole thing in the first place was what I like to call Bible fan fiction. Star Wars is popular, and everybody knows about it. People can write their own stories with the same characters and publish them online. They can even pay to make a movie and release it in theaters and call it The Last Jedi. It's not really Star Wars. It's just some random guy's interpretation of it. And Star Wars has only been around for 50 years. The Bible has been around for thousands. The fan fiction of the Bible is all over the place. But we get most of it from Apocrypha, Pseudepigrapha, and Midrash. The Apocrypha are books that some Orthodox traditions believe to be part of the Bible canon. During the Protestant Reformation, a time of great distrust in the establishment of the church, the Christian world decided to clean out its closet, so to speak, and threw out many of these books. Martin Luther himself, a leader of the Protestant Reformation, called them, quote, books which are not considered equal to the Holy Scripture, but are useful and good to read. Pseudepigrapha are in a similar category, coming from the Greek pseudo, false, epigraph, writing. An example of pseudepigrapha is The Life of Adam and Eve. Now, Adam and Eve didn't write that book. Neither is The Life of Adam and Eve recognized as a canonical book. And that's kind of the line. Apocrypha may be canon in other Orthodox traditions. Pseudepigrapha, nah. Lastly, Midrash, my favorite. Midrash are old, like second century and even older old. They are among the earliest commentaries by Jewish scholars on the Old Testament. And sometimes they get crazy. And that's why I'm talking about this today. Because I'm still thinking about Moses. And there's two reasons why. One, I spent five books with the guy. Two, the ending left a little to be desired. So to get my fix on Moses lore, I'm going to have to look to a world beyond the Bible. A world of half-real, half-made-up traditions. The world of Bible fanfiction. So, my top three favorite extra-biblical accounts about Moses. One, there's a tradition that says, the moment Moses died, a battle started over his corpse between the Archangel Michael and Satan. Recorded in the Jewish apocryphal work, The Assumption of Moses. See? Apocrypha. I taught you something, huh? Now you know what I'm talking about. Now you're part of the conversation. You're learning things. Anyway, this work only survives in a fragment translated into Latin from Greek from Hebrew. But what's interesting about it is that it's also strangely corroborated by an actual New Testament verse, Jude 1.9. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. Which is all to say, Michael said, I'm not smiting you. God smites you. God rebukes thee. So he gives deference to the Lord. And through the archangel Michael, the Lord is able to rebuke Satan. Of course, this also happened during the war of the angels. So Satan's got to be just like fucking tired of Michael at this point. Like, ah, again? 
Anyway, what that bit proves is that there was a tradition where Michael and Satan fought over the body of Moses. Funnily enough, even though this predates the New Testament, we only have a handful of references to give testament to this story. This grand battle that's referenced is not part of the surviving fragments of the Assumption of Moses. You could say they assumed it's there. <laughs> Number two, in an exhaustively researched and exhausting to listen to episode of the Nonbeliever Bible Club, Horny Moses, I found maybe my favorite. Ah, it's a close second. It might be my favorite. But in my research, I came across an ancient midrash. Remember, old Jewish sages, spicy commentary. This time about the time when Moses went up to the mountain to meet God. Well, this midrash describes an insane scenario where Moses goes up to the mountain. God gives him a magical purple robe that makes him fly. Horns grow out of his head. And then he goes and fights angels in the battle of the angels that is apparently still going on. I guess time doesn't mean anything. I don't really understand it. But he does say his trademark catchphrase, quote, I am not making this up, quote, I will not descend. I will not descend until I prove myself a hero, until I gore, I gore your, bodies your bodies with, my, with horns. my horns. Yes, I love that. I just listened back to that Horny Moses episode. It's super dense, but if you're into this stuff, it's a really, really interesting episode. I'm glad I did it. From Ryman Kasher's article, The Mythological Figure of Moses in Light of Some Unpublished Midrashic Fragments. These traditions continue on in different ways. Quote, The Midrashim also describe the angels making threats upon Moses' life, but these suggest that he owes his escape to God's personal intervention in various ways by enveloping Moses in a cloud, changing his face to the image of Abraham, creating a special opening for him beneath the throne of glory, protecting him while he grasps the throne, placing Moses near the throne, or driving off some of the threatening angels himself. <sighs> Fantastic. Okay, before I let this go, here are some more quotes from real Midrashic sources. I went up and trampled a path in heaven, and I made war with the angels and received a Torah of fire, and I defeated the heavenly host. Or this one, said the Holy One, blessed be he, to Moses, Fear them not. Seize upon my throne of glory, for their fire is useless against my throne of glory. Thereupon Moses mustered strength and pride, and stood and strengthened himself. And a crown appeared on Moses' head, and horns were born in his face. Thereupon Moses began to fight them like a goring ox. When the angels saw that Moses was winning, they fled forthwith. And it's like, this guy had to come down from Sinai and the Israelites are like, yeah, we're hungry, we're thirsty. He's like, I just impaled an angel with horns that came out of my head. Bitch to somebody else. I changed my mind. That's my favorite. Doesn't get better than that. Except for number three, the mystery at the heart of it all. Okay, I remember now. The real reason why this might actually be my favorite is because this isn't just poems people were making who were fans of Moses. This is a secret perhaps hidden in the very text of the Old Testament. One of those everybody knows, nobody says kind of secrets. The text says that Moses was buried, but nobody knows where. Why not? Who buried him? The answer suggested by parallels in the life of Moses and the life of Elijah the prophet. Both Elijah and Moses fled for their lives 
to the foot of a mountain where God revealed his glory in a one-on-one conversation. Afterwards, Elijah receives a vision of a burning chariot and is taken to heaven alive. Yes, because Moses was the model for many of these characters or prophets, there is a Jewish Midrashic tradition that says Moses never even died. In the Midrash Petirat Moshe, the angel Gabriel asks God, How can I take the soul of a man who is equal to 600,000 men and be found wanton in his eyes? Afterwards, he said this to Michael, and Michael cried. He said this to Zangaziel, I assume another angel, or maybe just some guy named Zangaziel. And he said, Master of the universe, I was his teacher, and he was my student. How can I take his soul? Medieval Rabbi Levi Ben Gershon suggests, Hashem, may he be exalted. Hashem is the name. That's just another way Jewish people name God without naming God. May he be exalted, determined that no one would ever know Moses' place of burial. And Hashem, may he be exalted, did this lest, if the place be known, later generations might turn the tomb into a shrine and worship him there as a god. I mean... Granted, after that episode with the angels, I want to follow the badass horned Moses religion. The last piece of evidence, Matthew 17. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, sound familiar? And his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Moses, Elijah, Jesus. Three people grouped together because all three ascended to heaven. Granted, Jesus died a horrible, horrible death, was resurrected, and then ascended after 40 days. But that's another story altogether. What a wonderful tradition that after all of that pain in the assery, schlepping it in the desert, that at the end of his life, Moses was given one final gift, entering heaven alive. I can let him go on that one. Well-deserved. Moses finally finds his rest. Meanwhile, we don't get any rest. We stay here and read the Bible. Speaking of, joineth me. It's time we get back to it and continue the book of Joshua. Now believe for Bible Club. Chapter 12 Now these are the kings of the land, which the children of Israel smote, and possessed their land on the other side Jordan, toward the rising of the sun, from the river Arnon unto Mount Hermon, and all the plain on the east. Sihon, king of the Amorites, who dwelt in Heshbon, and ruled from Aroer, Aroer, which is upon the bank of the river Arnon, and from the middle of the river, and from half Gilead, even unto the river Jabbok, which is the border of the children of Ammon, and from the plain to the sea of Chinneroth on the east, and unto the sea of the plain, even the salt sea on the east, the way to Beth-Jeshemoth, and from the south under Ashdoth-Pisgah, and the coast of Og, king of Bashan, 
which was of the remnant of the giants that dwelt at Ashtaroth and at Edrei. So the giants being the children of the angels who slept with humans in Genesis. The last line of those guys finally getting their comeuppance in Joshua. So of the remnant of the giants that dwelt at Ashtaroth and at Edrei, and reigned in Mount Hermon and in Salca, and in all Bashan, unto the border of the Geshurites, and the Makathites, and half Gilead, the border of Sihon, king of Heshbon. Them did Moses, the servant of the Lord, and the children of Israel smite. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave it for a possession unto the Reubenites, and the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. And these are the kings of the country which Joshua and the children of Israel smote on this side Jordan on the west, from Baal Gad in the valley of Lebanon, even unto the mount. Page turn. Even unto the mount Halak that goeth up to Seir, which Joshua gave unto the tribes of Israel for a possession according to their divisions, in the mountains and in the valleys and in the plains, and in the springs, and in the wilderness, and in the south country, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, the king of Jericho, one, the king of Ai, which is beside Bethel, one, the king of Jerusalem, one, the king of Hebron, one, the king of Jarmuth, one, the king of Vashish, one, the king of Eglon, one. The king of Gezer, one. The king of Debir, one. The king of Geder, one. The king of Hormah, one. The king of Arad, one. The king of Libna, one. The king of Adullam, one. The king of Makedah, one. The king of Bethel, one. The king of Tapua, one. The king of Hefer, one. The king of Aphek, one. The king of Lasharon, one. The king of Madon, one. The king of Hazor, one. The king of Shimron Maron, one. The king of Akshaf, one. The king of Tanakh, one. The king of Megiddo, one. The king of Kedesh, one. The king of Jokneam of Carmel, one. The king of Dor in the coast of Dor, one. The king of the nations of Gilgal, one. The king of Tirzah, one. All kings, thirty and one. Chapter 13 Now Joshua was old and stricken in years. Jeez, already. Ah, those were a lot of kings. So we followed his entire journey from entering the land to going to war with each one. So his entire life has just been nonstop war. So, old and stricken in years. And the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years, and there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. This is the land that yet remaineth, all the borders of the Philistines, and all Geshuri, from Sihor, which is before Egypt, even unto the borders of Ekron northward which is counted to the Canaanite. Five lords of the Philistines, the Gazathites, 
and the Ashdothites, the Eshkalonites, the Gittites, and the Ekronites, also the Avites. Man, a whole bunch of new ites. From the south, all the land of the Canaanites, and Mira, that is beside the Sidonians, unto Aphek, to the borders of the Amorites, and the land of the Giblites, and all Lebanon toward the sun rising, from Baal Gad unto Mount Hermon, unto the entering into Hamath, all the inhabitants of the hill country, from Lebanon unto Misrephoth Maim, and all the Sidonians, them will I drive out from before the children of Israel. Only divide thou it by lot unto the Israelites for an inheritance, as I have commanded thee. Now, therefore, divide this land for an inheritance unto the nine tribes, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, with whom the Reubenites and the Gadites have received their inheritance, which Moses gave them, beyond Jordan eastward, even as Moses the servant of the Lord gave them. From Eror, that is, upon the bank of the river Arnon, and the city that is in the midst of the river, and all the plain of Medeba unto Dibon, and all the cities of Sihon, king of the Amorites, which reigned in Heshbon, unto the border of the children of Ammon, and Gilead, and the border of the Geshurites, and Makathites, and all Mount Hermon, and all Bashan unto Salka, all the kingdom of Og in Bashan, which reigned in Ashtaroth, and in Edre, who remained of the remnant of the giants, for these did Moses smite, and cast them out. Nevertheless, the children of Israel expelled not the Geshurites, nor the Makathites, but the Geshurites and the Makathites dwell among the Israelites this day. Man, that's got to be crazy when God singles out your race specifically to be destroyed. Only unto the tribe of Levi he gave none inheritance. The sacrifices of the Lord God of Israel made by fire are their inheritance, as he said unto them. And Moses gave unto the tribe of the children of Reuben inheritance according to their families. And the coast was from Aror, Aroer, that is on the bank of the river Arnon, and the city that is in the midst of the river, and all the plain by Medeba, Heshbon and all her cities that are in the plain, Debon and Bamoth Baal, and Beth Baal Maon, and Jahaza, and Kedemoth, and Mephath, and Kirjathaim, Kirjathaim, and Sibma, and Zareth Shahar, Zareth Shahar in the Mount of the Valley, and Beth Peor, and Ashdoth Pisgah, and Beth Jeshemoth, and all the cities of the plain, and all the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, which reigned in Heshbon, whom Moses smote with the princes of Midian, Evi, and Rechem, and Zur, and Hur, and Reba, which were dukes of Sihon, dwelling in the country. Balaam also, the son of Beor, the soothsayer, did the children of Israel slay with the sword among them that were slain by them. And the border of the children of Reuben was Jordan, and the border thereof. This was the inheritance of the children of Reuben after their families, 
the cities and the villages thereof. And Moses gave inheritance unto the tribe of Gad, even unto the children of Gad according to their families. And their coast was Jazer, and all the cities of Gilead, and half the land of the children of Ammon, unto Aror that is before Rabbah, and from Heshbon unto Ramath Mizpeh, and Betonim, and from Mahanaim unto the borders of Debir, and in the valley Beth Aram, and Beth Nimrah, and Sukkoth, and Zaphon, the rest of the kingdom of Sion, king of Heshbon, Jordan, and his border, even unto the edge of the sea of Chinneroth, on the other side Jordan eastward. This is the inheritance of the children of Gad, after their families, the cities, and their villages. And Moses gave inheritance unto the half-tribe of Manasseh, and this was the possession of the half-tribe of the children of Manasseh by their families. And their coast was from Mahanaim, all Bashan, all the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, and all the towns of, J- of Jair, which are in Bashan, three score cities, and half Gilead, and Ashtaroth, and Edre, cities of the kingdom of Og in Bashan, were pertaining unto the children of Machir, the son of Manasseh, even to the one half of the children of Machir by their families. These are the countries which Moses did distribute for inheritance in the plains of Moab, on the other side Jordan by Jericho eastward. But unto the tribe of Levi, Moses gave not any inheritance. The Lord God of Israel was their inheritance, as he said unto them. Chapter 14 And these are the countries which the children of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, which Eleazar the priest, and Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel, distributed for inheritance to them. By lot was their inheritance, as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses, for the nine tribes and for the half-tribe. For Moses had given the inheritance of two tribes and an half-tribe on the other side Jordan, but unto the Levites he gave none inheritance among them. For the children of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Therefore they gave no part unto the Levites in the land, save cities to dwell in, with their suburbs for their cattle and for their substance. As the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did, and they divided the land. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I, when Moses the servant of the Lord sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land, and I brought him word again, as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. Yeah, Caleb, I remember this guy. I bet he's like 180 now. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, eighty-five, okay, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. And yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me, as my strength was then, even so is my strength now. 
for war, both to go out and to come in. Now therefore, give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Hebron before was Kirjath, Kirjath Arba, which Arba was a great man among the Anakims, and the land had rest from war. Page turn. Chapter 15. This, then, was the lot of the tribe of the children of Judah by their families, even to the border of Edom, the wilderness of Zin, southward, was the uttermost part of the south coast. And their south border was from the shore of the Salt Sea, from the bay that looketh southward. And it went out to the south side to Malay Akrabim, and passed along to Zin, and ascended up on the south side unto Kadesh Barnea, and passed along to Hezron, and went up to Adar, and fetched a compass to Karka. From thence it passed toward Asmon, and went out unto the river of Egypt, and the goings out of that coast were at the sea. This shall be your south coast. In the east border was the Salt Sea, even unto the end of Jordan, and their border in the north quarter was from the bay of the sea at the uttermost part of Jordan. And the border went up to Beth Hoglah, and passed along by the north of Beth Arabah, and the border went up to the stone of Bohan, the son of Reuben. And the border went up toward Debir from the valley of Achor, and so northward, looking toward Gilgal, that is before the going up to Adumim, which is on the south side of the river, and the border passed toward the waters of En-Shemesh, and the goings out thereof were at En-Rogel. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure this entire reading is going to be just borders and names of cities. You have been warned. And the border went up by the valley of the son of Hinnom, unto the south side of the Jebusite. The same is Jerusalem. And the border went up to the top of the mountain that lieth before the valley of Hinnom westward, which is at the end of the valley of the giants northward. And the border was drawn from the top of the hill unto the fountain of the water of Nephtoah, and went out to the cities of Mount Ephron. And the border was drawn to Bala, which is Kirjath Jearim. And the border compassed from Bala westward unto Mount Seir, and passed along unto the side of Mount Jearim, which is Chesalon, on the north side, and went down to Beth Shemesh, and passed on to Timnah. And the border went out unto the side of Ekron northward, and the border was drawn to Shikron, and passed along to Mount Bala, and went out unto Jabneel, and the goings out of the border were at the sea. And the west border was to the great sea, and the coast thereof. This is the coast of the children of Judah, round about according to their families. And unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh, 
he gave a part among the children of Judah, according to the commandments of the Lord to Joshua, even the city of Arba, the father of Anak, which city is Hebron. And Caleb drove thence the three sons of Anak, Sheshai, and Ahiman, and Talmai, the children of Anak. And he went up thence to the inhabitants of Debir, and the name of Debir before was Kirjath Sefer. And Caleb said, He that smiteth Kirjath Sefer and taketh it, to him will I give Archsah, my daughter, to wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, the brother of Caleb, took it. And he gave him Achsah, his daughter, to wife. And it came to pass, as she came unto him, that she moved him to ask of her father a field. And she lighted off her ass. And Caleb said unto her, What wouldest thou? Who answered, Give me a blessing. For thou hast given me a south land. Give me also springs of water. And he gave her the upper springs and the nether springs. Pretty straightforward. In the Jameson Fawcett Brown Bible Commentary, we get this. As she came unto him, that is, when about to remove from her father's house to her husband's house, she suddenly alighted from her traveling equipage, a mark of respect to her father, and a sign of making some request. She had urged Othniel to broach the matter, but he, not wishing to do what appeared like evincing a grasping disposition, in other words, I'm not going to ask your dad for more land, she resolved herself to speak out, taking advantage of the parting scene when a parent's heart was likely to be tender. She begged, as her marriage portion consisted of a field, which having a southern exposure was comparatively an arid and barren waste. He would add the adjoining one, which abounded in excellent springs. The request, being reasonable, it was granted. And the story conveys this important lesson in religion, that if earthly parents are ready to bestow on their children that which is good, much more will our Heavenly Father give every necessary blessing to them who ask Him. Verse 20. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Judah, according to their families. Here we go. And the uttermost cities of the tribe of the children of Judah toward the coast of Edom southward were Kabzeel, and Eder, and Jagur, and Kinah, and Dimonah, and Adada, Adada, and Kadesh, and Hazor, and Ithnan, Ziph, and Telem, and Baaloth, and Hazor, Hadatta, and Kerioth, and Hezron, which is Hazor. Okay. Amam, and Shema, and Molada, and Hazar Gada, and Heshmon, and Beth Palet, and Hazar Shual, and Beersheba, and Bizjothja, Bala, and Eim, and Azem, and Eltolad, and Chesil, and Horma, and Ziklag, and Madmana, and Sansana, and Lebeoth, and Shilhim, and Ain, and Rimon. All the cities are twenty and nine with their villages. And in the valley, Esteol, and Zoreah, and Ashna, and Zanoah. I'm telling you, it's okay to skip this. I have to say this, though. I have to say all the words in the Bible. It's my destiny. Whew. And En Ganim, Tapua, 
and Enam, Jarmuth and Adulam, Soko and Azekah, and Shereim and Adithaim, and Gederah, and Gedorothaim, fourteen cities with their villages, Zenan and Hadashah, and Migdal Gad, and Dilion, and Mispeh and Jokthil, Lachish, and Bozkath, and Eglon, and Kabon, and Lachmam, and Kithlish, and Gedaroth, Beth Dagon, and Nama, and Makedah, sixteen cities with their villages, Libna, and Ether, and Ashan, and Jiphtah, and Ashna, and Nezib, and Keilah, and Achzib, and Marisha, nine cities with their villages, Ekron with her towns and her villages, from Ekron even unto the sea, all that lay near Ashdod with their villages, Ashdod with her towns and her villages, Gaza with her towns and her villages, unto the river of Egypt and the great sea and the border thereof, and in the mountains Shamir and Jatir and Soko and Dana and Kirjath Sana, which is Debir, and Anab, and Eshtemo, and Anim, and Goshen, and Holon, and Gilo, eleven cities with their villages, Arab, and Duma, and Eshean, and Janum, and Beth Tapua, and Afeka, and Humta, and Kirjath Arba, which is Hebron, and Zior, nine cities with their villages, Maon, Carmel, and Ziph, and Jutah, and Jezreel, and Jokdeam, and Zanoa, Cain, Gibeah, and Timnah, ten cities with their villages, Halhul, Bethzur, and Gedor, and Marath, and Beth Anoth, and Eltekon, six cities with their villages, Kirjath Baal, which is Kirjath Jearim, and Rabbah, two cities with their villages, in the wilderness, Beth Arabah, Midin, and Sekakah, 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 and Nibshan, and the city of Salt, and Engedi, six cities with their villages. As for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the children of Judah could not drive them out. But the Jebusites dwell with the children of Judah at Jerusalem unto this day. Okay, chapter 16. And the lot of the children of Joseph fell from Jordan by Jericho unto the water of Jericho on the east, to the wilderness that goeth up from Jericho throughout Mount Bethel, and goeth out from Bethel to Luz, and passeth along unto the borders of Archai to Ataroth, and goeth down westward to the coast of Japhleti, unto the coast of Beth-horon, the nether, and to Gezer, and the goings out thereof are at the sea. So the children of Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim took their inheritance. And the border of the children of Ephraim, according to their families, was thus, even the border of their inheritance on the east side, he said, was Ataroth-Adar, unto Beth-horon, the upper. And the border went out toward the sea to Michmethah on the north side, 
north side. And the border went out about eastward unto Tanath Shiloh, and passed by it on the east to Janoha. And it went down from Janoha to Ataroth, and to Narath, and came to Jericho, and went out at Jordan. The border went out from Tapua westward unto the river Cana, and the goings out thereof were at the sea. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Ephraim by their families. And the separate cities for the children of Ephraim were among the inheritance of the children of Manasseh, all the cities with their villages. And they drave not out the Canaanites that dwelt in Gezer, but the Canaanites dwell among the Ephraimites unto this day, and serve under tribute. Now I read in some of the commentaries that this failure was due to some failure of faith. So God did not allow them to completely take over the land as they were supposed to. However, by the time of King David, these guys are all going to be driven out. Chapter 17 There was also a lot for the tribe of Manasseh, for he was the firstborn of Joseph, to wit. For Machir, the firstborn of Manasseh, the father of Gilead, because he was a man of war. Therefore, he had Gilead and Bashan. There was also a lot for the rest of the children of Manasseh by their families, for the children of Abiezer, and for the children of Helek, and for the children of Asriel, and for the children of Sheshem, Shechem, and for the children of Hefer, and for the children of Shemida. These were the male children of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, by their families. But Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, had no sons but daughters. Yeah, that's why I remember that guy. Zelophehad's daughters. And these are the names of his daughters, Mahla and Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Tirzah. And they came near before Eleazar the priest, and before Joshua the son of Nun, and before the princes, saying, The Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our brethren, like two books ago. Therefore, according to the commandment of the Lord, he gave them an inheritance among the brethren of their father. Page turn. And there fell ten portions to Manasseh, beside the land of Gilead and Bashan, which were on the other side Jordan, because the daughters of Manasseh had an inheritance among his sons, and the rest of Manasseh's sons had the land of Gilead. So, glad that finally worked out. And the coast of Manasseh was from Asher to Michmethlah, sorry, Michmethah, that lieth before Shechem, and the border went along on the right hand unto the inhabitants of Entapua. Now Manasseh had the land of Tapua, but Tapua on the border of Manasseh belonged to the children of Ephraim, and the coast descended unto the river Cana, southward of the river. These cities of Ephraim are among the cities of Manasseh. The coast of Manasseh also was on the north side of the river, and the outgoings of it were at the sea. Southward it was Ephraim's, and northward it was Manasseh's, and the sea is his border. And they met together in Asher on the north, and in Issachar on the east. And Manasseh had in Issachar and in Asher Beth Shean and her towns, 
and Iblaam and her towns, and the inhabitants of Dor and her towns, and the inhabitants of Endor and her towns, and the inhabitants of Tanakh and her towns, and the inhabitants of Megiddo and her towns. I like that one. Megiddo. Get to Megiddo, kiddo. Even three countries. Yet the children of Manasseh could not drive out the inhabitants of those cities, but the Canaanites would dwell in that land. Yet it came to pass, when the children of Israel were waxen strong, that they put the Canaanites to tribute, but did not utterly drive them out. And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one portion to inherit, seeing I am a great people, for as much as the Lord hath blessed me hitherto? Remember, Joseph's children became the tribes of Manasseh and Ephraim. Now that those tribes are great, they don't want no half portion. And Joshua answered them, If thou be a great people, then get thee up to the wood country, and cut down for thyself there in the land of the Perizzites and of the giants, if Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee. And the children of Joseph said, The hill is not enough for us. And all the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron, both they who are of Beth Shean and her towns, and they who are of the valley of Jezreel. And Joshua spake unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and to Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great people, and hast great power, but with great power comes great responsibility. Just kidding. Thou shalt not have one lot only, but the mountain shall be thine, for it is a wood, and thou shalt cut it down, and the outgoings of it shall be thine, for thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots, and though they be strong. You want it? You gotta earn it. But God will help. Because he likes you. Chapter 18 And the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh, and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there. All right, setting up the tabernacle, back in business. And the land was subdued before them. And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes, which had not yet received their inheritance. <laughs> there is yet more strange names of lands to try to pronounce. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are ye slack to go to possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers hath given you? Give out from among you three men for each tribe, and I will send them, and they shall rise and go through the land and describe it according to the inheritance of them, and they shall come again to me. And they shall divide it into seven parts. Judah shall abide in their coast on the south, and the house of Joseph shall abide in their coasts on the north. Ye shall therefore describe the land into seven parts, and bring the description hither to me, that I may cast lots for you here before the Lord our God. But the Levites have no part among you, for the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance. And Gad and Reuben and half the tribe of Manasseh, okay, let's face it, I don't know how to pronounce Manasseh. This just in from the internet. The official pronunciation is Manasseh. So Gad and Reuben and half the tribe of Manasseh have received their inheritance beyond Jordan on the east, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave them. And the men arose and went away, 
And Joshua charged them that went to describe the land, saying, Go and walk through the land, and describe it, and come again to me, that I may here cast lots for you before the Lord in Shiloh. And the men went and passed through the land, and described it by cities into seven parts in a book, and came again to Joshua to the host at Shiloh. And Joshua cast lots for them in Shiloh before the Lord. And there Joshua divided the land unto the children of Israel according to their divisions. And the lot of the tribe of the children of Benjamin came up according to their families. And the coast of their lot came forth between the children of Judah and the children of Joseph. And their border on the north side was from Jordan. And the border went up to the side of Jericho on the north side and went up through the mountains westward. And the goings out thereof were at the wilderness of Beth-Aven. And the border went over from thence toward Luz, to the side of Luz, which is Beth-El, southward. And the border descended to Ataroth-Adar, near the hill that lieth on the south side of the nether Beth-Horon. And the border was drawn thence, and compassed the corner of the sea southward, from the hill that lieth before Beth-Horon southward, and the goings out thereof were at Kirjath-Baal, which is Kirjath-Jearim, a city of the children of Judah. This was the west quarter. Now listen, just reading this and holding it in your mind, it's tough. So unless you're an ancient Near East cartographer, do yourself a favor and look at a map. It's actually pretty cool to see it laid out altogether. Oh, this is Beth-Aven. Ah, this is Kirjath-Chenoweth. And the south quarter was from the end of Kirjath-Jearim, and the border went out on the west, and went out to the well of waters of Neph-Toa. And the border came down to the end of the mountain, that lieth before the valley of the son of Hinnom, and which is in the valley of the giants on the north and descended to the valley of Hinnom, to the side of Jebusai on the south, and descended to Enrogel, and was drawn from the north, and went forth to Enshemesh, and went forth towards Geliah, Geliloth, which is over against the going up of Adumim, and descended to the stone of Bohan, the son of Reuben, and passed along toward the side over against Arabah, northward, and went down unto Arabah. And the border passed along to the side of Beth-Hoglah, northward. And the outgoings of the border were at the north bay of the Salt Sea, at the south end of Jordan. This was the south coast. And Jordan was the border of it, on the east side. This was the inheritance of the children of Benjamin, by the coasts thereof round about, according to their families. Now, the cities of the tribe of the children of Benjamin, according to their families, were Jericho, and Beth-Hoglah, and the valley of Keziz, and Beth-Arabah, and Zemareim, and Bethel, and Avim, and Parah, and Ophrah, and Shephar-Hamonai, and Ophni, and Gaba, twelve cities, with their villages, Gibeon, and Ramah, and Biroth, and Mizpeh, and Chephirah, and Moza, and Rechem, and Irpil, and Taralah, 
Taralla, and Zelah, Eleph, and Jebusai, which is Jerusalem, Gibeath, and Kirjath. Fourteen cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the children of Benjamin according to their families. Chapter 19 And the second lot came forth to Simeon, even for the tribe of the children of Simeon according to their families, and their inheritance was within the inheritance of the children of Judah. And they had in their inheritance Beersheba, or Sheba, and Moladah, and Hazar Shual, and Bala, and Azem, and Eltalad, and Bethul, and Hormah, and Ziklag, and Beth Markaboth, and Hazar Susa, and Beth Lebaoth, and Sharuhen, thirteen cities and their villages, Ain, Remon, and Ether, and Ashan, four cities and their villages, and all the villages that were round about these cities, to Baalath Beir, Ramath of the south. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Simeon, according to their families. Out of the portion of the children of Judah was the inheritance of the children of Simeon, for the part of the children of Judah was too much for them. Therefore the children of Simeon had their inheritance within the inheritance of them. And the third lot came up for the children of Zebulun, according to their families. And the border of their inheritance was unto Sarid, and their border went up toward the sea, and Maralah, and reached to Dabasheth, and reached to the river that is before Jokneam, and turned from Sarid eastward toward the sun rising unto the border of Chith, oh, Chish, Chisloth Tabor, Chisloth Tabor, and then goeth out to Dabarath, and goeth up to Japhia, and from thence passeth on along on the east to Gitah Hefer, to Itah Kazin, and goeth out to Remon Methoar, to Nea, and the border compasseth it on the north side to Hanathon, and the outgoings thereof are in the valley of Jiphthael, and Katath, and Nahalal, and Shimron, and Idalah, and Bethlehem, twelve cities with their villages. Page turn. This is the inheritance of the children of Zebulun, according to their families. Ah, I got through all that, and I got tripped up calling families families. This is the inheritance of the children of Zebulun, according to their families, these cities with their villages. And the fourth lot came out to Issachar, for the children of Issachar, according to their families. And the border was toward Jezreel, and Chesuloth, and Shunem, and Hapharaim, and Shion, and Anaharath, and Rabbith, and Kishion, and Abez, and Remeth, and Enganim, and Enhadah, and Beth Pazez, and the coast reacheth to Tabor, and Shahazimah, and Beth Shemesh, and the outgoings of their border were at Jordan, sixteen cities with their villages. This is the inheritance 
of the tribe of the children of Issachar, according to their families, the cities, and their villages. And the fifth lot came out for the tribe of the children of Asher, according to their families. And their border was Helkath, and Hali, and Beten, and Achshaf, and Alamelech, and Ahmad, and Mishael, and reacheth to Carmel westward, and to Shehor Libnath, and turneth toward the sun rising to Beth Dagon, and reacheth to Zebulun, and to the valley of Jiphthah El, toward the north side of Beth Emek, and Naiel, and goeth out to Kabul on the left hand, and Hebron, and Rehob, and Hamon, and Cana, even unto great Zidon, and then the coast turneth to Ramah, and to the strong city Tyre, and the coast turneth to Hosa, and the outgoings thereof are at the sea, from the coast to Akzib, Uma also, and Afek, and Rehob, twenty and two cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Asher, according to their families, these cities with their villages. The sixth lot came out to the children of Naphtali, even for the children of Naphtali according to their families. And their coast was from Heleph, from Alon to Zaananim, and Adamai, Nekeb, and Jabneel, unto Lakum, and the outgoings thereof were at Jordan. And then the coast turneth westward to Asnath Tabor, and goeth out from thence to Hukok, and reacheth to Zebulun on the south side. So soon! And reacheth to Asher on the west side. What's that? And to Judah upon Jordan toward the sun rising. And the fenced cities are Zidim, Zer, and Hamath, Rakath, and Chinnereth, and Adamah, and Ramah, and Hazor, and Kedesh, and Edre, and Anhazor, and Iron, and Migdalel, Horem, and Beth Anath, and Beth Shemesh, nineteen cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Naphtali, according to their families, the cities, and their villages. And the seventh lot, seventh and last, of course it's Dan, came out for the tribe of the children of Dan, according to their families. Now, if you remember, Dan also led the rear in the march out of Egypt. The idea was they were the ones who collected those who fell behind or got injured. Apparently, they also collected stuff, <laughs> actual objects people left behind. So, the children of Dan, according to their families, and the coast of their inheritance was Zorah, and Eshtaol, and Ir Shemesh, and Sha'alabim, and Ajalon, and Jethla, and Elon, and Thimnatha, and Ekron, and Elteke, and Gibbethon, and Baalath, and Jehud, and Bene Barak, and Gath Rimon, and Mejarkon, and Rakon, with the border before Japho. And the coast of the children of Dan went out too little for them 
Therefore the children of Dan went up to fight against Leshem, and took it and smote it with the edge of the sword, and possessed it, and dwelt therein, and called Leshem, Dan, after the name of Dan, their father. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Dan, according to their families, these cities with their villages. When they had made an end of dividing the land for inheritance by their coasts, the children of Israel gave an inheritance to Joshua, the son of Nun, among them. According to the word of the Lord, they gave him the city which he asked, even Timnath-serah in Mount Ephraim. Good guess. And he built the city and dwelt therein. These are the inheritances, which Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel divided for an inheritance by Lot in Shiloh before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. So they made an end of dividing the country. And so we will also make an end of mispronouncing all these names. I always feel sacrilegious saying damn. I should just say Dan. Dan. That was some tough shit. What begins as a mind-numbing conquest becomes a mind-numbing geography lesson. God forbid anyone asks these Israelites for directions. Yes, turneth toward the sun rising to Beth Dagon, unto Zebulon, towards the north side of Beth Amalek, and Nail, go out unto Kabul on the left hand, and Hebron, even unto Hebron. Well, there you have it. If you're going to be in the promised land, you better know where its borders are, exhaustively. Yeesh. Because the composition of the book of Joshua is likely from just before or just after the Babylonian exile around the 6th or 7th century BC, scholars seem to be mostly unanimous in the opinion that the book holds little historical relevance to Israel at the time described. In fact, the book of Joshua is the first book in the so-called Deuteronomistic history, which means, as the theory goes, that Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings were compiled by someone who was trying to use the terminology and theology of the book of Deuteronomy to explain why the Babylonian exile happened. This is something that up until this point, I was only dimly aware of. But it kind of makes everything fall into place. You see this overemphasis on how the people of Israel are going to fuck up. Because at that point in history, they had already fucked up, so to speak. The Babylonians had come in, overthrown Jerusalem, captured, killed, and taken the Jewish people as slaves. Maybe it's with a bitter sadness that the exact borders of the land are recounted in this book. And we owned this to here to the mountains and it belonged to Dan. Well, we'll see how this all resolves on next week's episode of the Nonbeliever Bible Club. Thanks for listening, as always, my creepy, creeping things. Take care. Reach for the throne. Sharpen those horns. Adios. Thank you.